Hello, dear listeners. As part of the HyperX Podcast Network, we're letting you know that HyperX is turning 20. Old enough to vote, but not quite old enough to drink. Wow. Two whole decades of glowing keyboards that you have to unplug at night so they don't illuminate your whole room while you're trying to sleep. To celebrate their burgeoning adulthood, HyperX is offering a bevy of hot deals on their award-winning gaming gear. We got headsets. We got keyboards. We got blue light blocking eyewear that will maybe shield you from the aurora lights of the keyboards. Head on over to HyperX20.com, that is HyperX20.com, to check out all the birthday deals. We only turn 20 once, so grab the deals while you can, and before we turn 21, and start doing keg stands. Once again, check out the birthday sale over at HyperX20.com. I was going to quote Little Shop of Horrors, but then I forgot my lines in this week's episode of Shin Discuss All Monsters. I'm your host, Wyatt, resurrected flower zombie, and who is here with me today, as always. Uh, reporting to you live from the Kids' Choice Awards, covered in slime, I'm Nikki. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, who is who is our other esteemed guest uh, uh, here with us? Uh, here without any prepared bits is Johnny Two Cellos. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, thanks for having nice. me, guys. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, so very excited to have you. Last time was a solo episode where it was just me, and we were talking about the recently released Godzilla vs. Kong. That's right. Uh, that was, like, over a year ago at this point. Yeah, that was uh, March of which, last year that came know, out, right? Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, like, Ugh. that was, like, summer last year right <laughs> yeah but then no march last year god okay but and we are here for a run back we're finally here to have you on a main episode with both hosts and we're here to talk about the 1989 movie godzilla versus biolante aka godzilla the ancient giant in germany okay uh godzilla 1990 in thailand all right. Godzilla 2 in Mexico. Nice. I love that one. God's Yeah. <laughs> Godzilla counterattacks in Portugal. Godzilla versus Biolante and against Biolante in many different places. Godzilla 2000 in Greece. What? <laughs> and of course, most importantly of all, from Taiwan, big dinosaurs. Yes. <laughs> yes, incredible. Uh, th- th- though I will say, I- I'm a little worried, Wyatt. Uh, yes, I'm a little worried that this bit has has peaked uh, with last episode's Godzilla versus the Devil. I really like. I <laughs> can't stop thinking about it. That wasn't an alternate title. That was just like a. 
Oh, right. Know. That was just part of the history was that they were going to yes. call it Godzilla. Yeah, there's no, Godzilla doesn't fight anything in the previous movie. Right, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other than us. the, I guess, <laughs> we're the yeah, he fights, yeah. yeah, we're the devil in that case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was a, that was a previous version of right, like, right. a revival Godzilla movie called Godzilla vs. the Devil. Yeah. So. That, that, that has plagued my mind for, for weeks now. Uh, yeah. Since 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 we talk, I just I just have to bring it up. I'm probably gonna bring it up every other episode for the rest of this whole show, as it should. Uh, so yeah, Johnny, yeah, you're a very special guest. Uh, last time we did talk about your history with Godzilla. That's but right. I do kind of want a little, maybe a little bit of a refresher because it's been a while. Sure. And you know, people listening, like maybe they just skipped over yeah. that episode because they're like, this isn't in chronological order. I... I'll listen to this when they get to <laughs> yeah, it. Am I that memorable? Are they going to really remember my whole Godzilla history? Who knows? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have been a huge fan of Godzilla uh, for much of my life. Uh, my first one was uh, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. My cousin got it on VHS. Nice. Oh, man. Damn it. <laughs> now I'm even more pissed we didn't get to for that episode. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, it's, I've got such a such a ridiculous nostalgia for that one, but um, mm. but it's not one of my favorite ones. It's just like it's, I'm so nostalgic because sure. that was yeah, like yeah. the first one I, I ever agree. saw. And, uh, and yeah, that was the first one. I, I had the VHS as a kid, too. Um, and loved it. And then, you know, basically would just go to Blockbuster and rent any Godzilla movie they had, which it, it feels like, it feels like back then it was a rotation of like King Kong versus Godzilla, Godzilla mm-hmm. versus Mechagodzilla, maybe, maybe Godzilla versus Mothra. I want to say Invasion of the Astro Monster was one that we watched. I watched pretty mm-hmm. often. And then also like... Yeah. Godzilla 1985, which is obviously the American version of uh, yeah, Return yeah. of Godzilla. Um, and it felt like j- that was like the newest one that I o- ever saw at Blockbuster. I never saw any of the other Heisei era at Blockbuster. Mm. Oh, wait, no, no, I feel like I did see Biollante at Blockbuster. I had to have watched yeah. that one as a kid. Um, I know that that one, that's like the first two were the only ones that were ever dubbed. Right, uh, and that's and probably then, why. Like, or at least or- originally, because then they were later dubbed. But like the, the um, from Biolante onward, basically, like versus King Ghidorah to Destroya, like those were all English subbed imports. Right, uh, and then like when it, the Sony released DVDs in like the early two thousands, that's when they finally dubbed those. Uh, so I feel like that's when they were like widely available for everybody. But for a while, it was just. 84 and Biolante. Yes, I think that was I think those were the two newest ones I saw. And then cuz I remember as a kid like seeing toys first like getting a toy of Space Godzilla and and being like mm-hmm. where is this movie? Why can't I watch this movie? <laughs> <laughs> like not having any understanding of why I wasn't able to watch uh watch movies with these characters who I was like seeing at the store. Um Yeah. And yeah, and so I just have been a big fan of Godzilla my whole life. I mean, even the the much maligned, you know, American Godzilla film. I, as a kid, I was a kid when that came out, and oh, and sure. I liked it. I, I thought, you know, I was like, well, it's not, yeah. this, it's not the Godzilla, but it's cool. It's like a Godzilla. 
Um, yeah, because it's like, what's cooler, you know, what's cooler than Godzilla? Taco Bell. <laughs> and uh, he had that Taco Bell ad. That's so. right. I, uh, I remember getting the, like, Godzilla movie toys and the old and having old Godzilla toys of the, like, original design and making them fight each other. Uh, and yeah. it's like, oh, this is great. It's the best of both worlds. There's two Godzillas now. Um, yeah. See, I, see, I see, you, were, having... you were already screenwriting Final Wars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> I remember I had a Godzilla toy that was like, it was maybe like two feet. It was like a pretty big, like plastic Godzilla yeah. toy uh, as opposed to a metal Godzilla yes. toy, I guess. Uh, and then I had the like American one, which was like half that size. And I was always like, I, I, I did always kind of prefer, or at least the like, the classic Japanese one. I believe maybe based on just his original design. Yes. Did you have the uh, one that like, like the arms and legs could pop off and pop on? I think so. Yeah. It, it's it's so. I just found a, a, I just found an image of the fucking one. memory. <laughs> I just found an image of the one I had. Um, I'll, I'll copy okay. it and post it into the into the thing. But it's um, uh, this is the one I had on the left. It's this weird. It was like this. Um, it was yeah he's like got like the oh yeah yeah that's it yep, that's, that's the one i had <laughs> and yep, i had a smaller that's version it too. that is exactly it <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll post it in the i don't know nikki you post it in the patreon when you uh upload it yeah why uh, not but yeah not maybe not as the the album picture no no it'll, like it'll, i can put it in, it in the post yeah yeah, I can put yeah. It in the post yeah uh, but uh but yeah that was i had that and i had the like you know tristar godzilla as well yep. Uh, I did kind of, but that one really stuck with me just because it like looks so odd. You know what? I had and, two. Uh, I had two different Godzillas from the 1998 film. I had uh, a bigger plastic one that like felt close-ish in size to this one, and then I had one that was like a little more like natural looking, and it had a wire to a controller that would walk, and you could it would walk. It was like remote control, oh, but it was yeah. not wireless. It had a wire attached. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had a. Uh, a similar toy where it was the the fucking one of the aliens from independence day and like you know how it's like an, there's an alien and then they it's do you i i can't i'm gonna start explaining an alien in independence day and i need to know <laughs> if either of you remember anything about <laughs> independence day <laughs> i actually remember remarkably little about that film i should give it a rewatch yeah right <laughs> like like okay so their aliens are like you know they're very similar the like pod kind of shaped and then like they have like a face thing that opens up and then there's another smaller alien that's inside nice. yeah. of their head right uh don't remember so, but it you sounds know. great yeah, yeah, I'm sure Will Smith had a very funny line uh, when he encountered those. Yeah, he, he he called them ugly or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, very cleverly. Uh, right. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, blowing up the White House, all all that good stuff. I'm sh- we all remember and love Independence Day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do. I remember having the the TriStar Godzilla, and like asking. Like, my parents or my older cousins, like, if these are both Godzilla, why does this one look so much different than this one? And then they were explaining to me, like, oh, that one, that's a female Godzilla. Talking about the TriStar one and explaining, Mm -hmm. like, remember in the movie, there's, like, eggs? Yeah. And then I'm like, huh, and that conversation has always stuck with me. I haven't rewatched the movie in a long time, so I have no idea if they make a comment on why there's, like 
why it can lay eggs if if that Godzilla is a female Godzilla they do, they do or anything like say, that. I remember I remember the scene vividly. There is a scene where oh. what's her name? Um, what was the actress in that movie? I know it was Matthew Broderick. Um. Um, anyways, they, he was talking to her and he was doing all these tests and he was like describing Godzilla. Uh, and then he goes, and he's pregnant. <laughs> and then he and then they like specifically yeah. point out that it's that, that it's a girl like that's a female because it can lay eggs. Um, okay. But there I don't think the intention. I mean, I think I did take it that way. I was like, oh, so the other Godzilla must be the boy <laughs> and the other and this one's. Yeah. The girl. Right. <laughs> uh, even though it's just a different <laughs> it's just a whole different thing. Yeah, it was just a very funny thing that the the half paying attention parents explained to you to like. Eh, stop asking me questions, kid. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like answering them. But, uh, Biolante, uh, our topic of discussion today. Do Does any of us have any, like, prior history with this movie before watching it this time? Uh, this was just always uh, one of my favorites. I, uh, I watched, I remember, yeah. actually, maybe not when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I remember seeing it. And enjoying mm-hmm. it, but as I've gotten older and rewatched the series over and over, um, a I've just grown to really love the Heisei era in general. Um, but yeah. this one has always been one of my favorites, uh, and so yeah, I just I really like this one. Yeah, see, my, my I have a very interesting history where it's like this one had always eluded me. Uh, I've talked about many times before on this podcast that there was yeah. a, a thrift store down the street. Uh, that I'd go to, and that's where I began my journey, this descent into madness <laughs> that I'm now calling a podcast, uh, where I go through all these Godzilla movies. I started with stuff like King Kong vs. Godzilla, Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster, uh, Mothra vs. Godzilla, uh, you know, many other ones. Uh, Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster, Godzilla's Revenge. And... Uh, I then started to collect the DVDs, the Sony released ones that were like two packs of the Heisei movies. There was one that was Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah and then Godzilla vs. Mothra and then one that was Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla and Godzilla vs. Destroya. And and then there was like a separate DVD release for uh, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2. But there wasn't ever one for Biollante. So that one like eluded me for a while until... I want to say when I was like 14 and I got like my first computer in my room, which is like, you know, I'm sure people older than us are like dying rapidly of old age with the idea of like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like, oh yeah, when I was 14, I was gifted a computer, you know, and then when they're 14, they had like the Super Nintendo or whatever. And that was about it. Uh, But you know, uh, after that point, though, all bets were off. I just went on Pirate Bay, started downloading stuff, yep. got As Biolante, checked that one out for the first time, you know, chalked it up, then was like, oh, yeah, another one in the books. Enjoy this movie. I had a friend that was, uh, like, way more into it than me. I was really liked uh, Biolante, but it wasn't necessarily my favorite of the Heisei movies. I think, like, like, versus King Ghidorah, I think is really good. Yeah, like and then one. I've always had, like, a huge soft spot for Destroya. Yep. Uh, but that was probably because, like, as a dorky, like, 12-year-old, 
you know? Yeah. Uh, when I first watched the movie, I just thought he looked really badass. Mm-hmm. So I, like, all my usernames af- at a certain point were, like, uh, Destroya 1995, you know? Uh, right, yeah. The year I was born. Destroya is <laughs> a badass design. Uh, but also, yeah, it but is also a pretty that, fucking awesome design. And that movie also rips, I think. So I think it all worked out. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I I want to. It's been a really long time since I watched the Heisei movies, so mm-hmm. I'm really excited to go through all of them and kind of like reevaluate and see where I stand on them. Because I was surprised by how many of the Showa movies that I didn't like mm-hmm. that I ended up really liking. Like versus Abira, I thought was an excellent movie. Even Godzilla's Revenge, we really enjoyed. Oh uh, yeah, you know. There was a lot of stuff, and there's a lot of those little nooks and crannies. Like we went off the beaten path. We didn't just check out Godzilla. We went. We watched Dogura. We watched fucking, you know, War of the Gargantuas. We we tried to like find every corner of like that era of Toho monster movies. Yeah. We try to do the same thing with this season, uh, with, with like picking kind of like weird movies off to the side in between these like bigger Godzilla movies. Yeah. But. Violante, uh, yeah, it was always like kind of a an elusive movie to me, and even today, I think mm. like it's always in this weird rights limbo. I think because yeah, there was a Blu-ray release recently, but I think that's also out of print. And it's not even that recent. You know, is it... It, this one is so hard to watch. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's so hard to watch. <laughs> Um, Thank God for archive.org. Yeah. you, Chuck Wendig. Where... Go to hell. <laughs> yeah, that is where I uh, watched it as well. Um, yeah. It looks like there was a like there was a there was a VHS release, which is probably what I watched as a kid, and then mm-hmm. and then there was the DVD release that you mentioned, and then this Blu-ray release a few yeah. years ago. But that Blu-ray release is expensive and hard to find. Um, and then I like yeah. I've seen on eBay another Blu-ray that's like region free, like a region free Blu-ray you can buy, mm. but you got to have a region yeah. free player for that. Um, yeah. I don't know why there isn't a high say set like this. That is just money in know. the bank. <laughs> like, I I, even if it's not, even if it's not the same as the Criterion one, it's just ridiculous that like I feel like it like package all the Hasty movies, all the Millennium movies. Bam, exactly. and then like yeah. Shin Godzilla, throw that in there. Yeah. Good, I'm, thumbs up. I I just give me give me Shin in 4K. I've got the Blu-ray. I want the 4K yeah. Blu-ray real bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I did just read though that it sounds like to- Toho. It says Toho premiered a 4K remaster um, uh, last year uh, on on a, okay. on TV on a on a Japanese TV station along with seven other Ooh. Godzilla films. I'm wondering if those are just the Heisei era films. Um, yeah, I wonder because like some of the uh, like going through the Criterion Collection was really interesting because like some of those movies have like amazing transfers. Yeah, uh, like yeah. just shockingly yes. good transfers for movies that were released in the '60s, and you're like, "Holy shit! <laughs> I can't believe how good this movie looks." Uh, and you know, some of them less so, but it was just funny to go between like you know because some of the movies that weren't Godzilla are obscure enough that the only way you're going to find them is on archive or like even on like YouTube and 480p. Uh, right. And then like going from that to like Mothra versus Godzilla is like one of the most beautiful looking movies I've ever seen <laughs> on HBO, like watching it on yeah. like HBO max or whatever. So yeah, it's just, uh, it was, it's unbelievable, but yeah. And, and, and then like, uh, uh, 
Varan is like a DSI like video. <laughs> like it's... Yeah, it's like the Game Boy Advance video. Yeah, yeah, it's it's horrible. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, my my history with but uh, with uh, Violante, like I, 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 I think I I've either attempted to watch this a whole bunch of times. I feel like there's there's a time where maybe like ten years ago or something, I was trying to watch a bunch of Godzilla movies, and I may have mm. watched it, but maybe not the most attentively or whatever. But but watching it this time, a whole lot of it felt fresh. So it was almost like it was I watched it for the first time again. Anyway. Yeah, nice. So. And what- and before we get yeah. into the the history of it, I do want to ask, uh, you know, very first impressions before we get into the the longer discussion. How do you feel about the movie now, Nikki? We'll start with you. Yeah, uh, I I really really enjoyed this. Uh, big step up from the last one. Uh, I agree. Uh, just pre- pretty giant big step. I it, it's like a really fucking weird movie though. Like in yeah. terms of like the way it's structured and the way things play out. So I'm very interested to talk about that, and you know I think it'll be fun. But uh, uh, yeah, no, big step up, very uh, like very into it. Beautiful movie, uh, and yeah, we'll get into it later then. You, Johnny? Yeah, I uh, I've always liked this one. I I think I feel similarly every time I watch it, where I'm like, this mm-hmm. is a great like it's it feels like one of the first Godzilla movies since like the original that takes itself pretty seriously it's still got silly stuff mm. but it like it feels like it takes it takes its story pretty earnestly um yeah and uh i i just think it's got such a good mix of so many of the like fun elements of the godzilla franchise in one film um and also just some yeah. of the best kaiju action i think it's uh so it's i, I this is definitely this is probably it's definitely in my top 10 Godzillas, maybe. And I, I would probably say it's in my top five. Uh, I'd have to do a full rewatch, yeah. but it's up there. Really high up there for me. That's true. It, it, it is so far, uh, you know, the previous movie was like kind of a mixed bag, I felt. Uh, yeah. Return of Godzilla, a.k.a. Godzilla 84, a.k.a. Godzilla 85, uh, a.k.a. many other things, whatever <laughs> yeah. it was. Big, dino- uh, big but, dinosaur. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, but I felt like it was there's a lot of potential, you know, it like set the groundwork for a new era and tonally it's trying to go for something a lot different from, you know, what the Showa era ended up being. You know, yeah. obviously that a very first Godzilla movie is more of a dark, speculative science fiction type movie. And then it kind of like the next movie is kind of in that same vein. And then once you get to King Kong versus Godzilla, it all fucking bets are off. It's just goofy slapstick time. Uh, yeah, and yeah. like it, it does dip in and out of being more and more serious, uh, but even in like some of the more, uh, like the ones that are more about kind of environmental issues, like Hetera, uh, it's like a weird, surreal, very interesting movie, but it yeah. still is like a very silly movie in a lot of ways. Yeah, uh, and. Even something like Terror of Mechagodzilla, the final movie of the show era, which we loved, is like, it's a classic B-movie, you know, like evil mad scientists with mm-hmm. like, it, this movie feels like kind of a retooling of that movie in a lot of ways, uh, where it's mm, like, oh, yeah. we're trying to take the idea of like the guy doing an experiment and, you know, like, oh God, it goes horribly wrong, like the classic Frankenstein type story. Yeah, uh, even has like the shared element of like a dead daughter 
that when Terra Mechagodzilla, the daughter, was resurrected by these aliens, and in this, like, her soul is implanted into a, a mutant monster that's fused from Rose cells and Godzilla. Uh, yep. So it, it tries to, like, this movie definitely, like, takes the ball from the, like, B-movie kind of corny sci-fi stuff and moves it into the 80s kind of, like, pseudoscience era. Like, there's a psychic girl and there's, like, you know, the human soul and all this kind of other new age stuff uh, that it, it was very popular in Japan in, like, the 80s and 90s. And, yeah. uh like we saw it in the Heisei Gamer movies that there was a lot of new age stuff in there yeah. like Atlantis and shit <laughs> yeah. uh, you know so it, it's just uh, it's it feels like the first modern kaiju movie in a lot of ways yeah. is how yeah. I would like, yeah. kind of describe it the previous one felt like it was really kind of still stuck in the Showa era quite literally it was still the Showa era when that movie came right. out right. Uh, and it just couldn't quite like live up to a lot of the best from that era, whereas like this one feels like it's taking a bold new step in a completely different like tonal direction. The cinematography is a lot more like you know modern, uh, and like the characters and themes are are more subtle. It's not as like beating you over the head with exactly like what's going on and why you should feel X thing. Yeah, uh, right. So it feels like a more modern kind of eighties movie. I really like that. Uh, so I think. Definitely, maybe off to a rough start with the Heisei movies, but the second step was like a huge leap up in quality. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe we can uh, glean some more context <laughs> by going over the history. Let's the do bubble it. era continues and money flows like a river into Toho's lap. With the success of the 80s revival of the Big G, Toho was keen on getting started on a full on second series of Godzilla movies sprung from that 84 movies loins. However, the momentum was slow going despite the success and any kind of follow-up would take five years to come into fruition, which is an unintentional wordplay on my part regarding Biolante being <laughs> right, a yeah. giant plant. plant right, yeah. <laughs> In the meantime, the Heisei era actually truly began. The Famicom became a hit in 1986 after the release of that one game with that guy. And we got a slew of Godzilla video games on various other microcomputers and home consoles. However, it had been 14 years since a truly new monster was added to the aging lineup. So who better to propose a new monster for us to discuss than a licensed dentist. <laughs> Tomoyuki Tanaka, the current series lead, wanted to pivot the series back to its monster versus monster tradition after taking a stab at the solo Goji movie to moderate success. With the recent release of the American Tokusatsu masterpiece, Little Shop of Horror, the idea for a massive and complicated flower beast was born. A contest was held in order to come up with ideas and potentially staff up the next film. Shinichiro, Shinichiro Kobayashi, a.k.a. a guy who also came up with the weirdly similar plant creature Leogon from Return of Ultraman, had proposed huh. a new story and monster idea after winning a contest. Very similar to Terror of Mechagodzilla, he wanted a story to be about a scientist going through the loss of his daughter and then resurrecting them, but 
in this case, the daughter became the giant monster as opposed to psychically controlling Mechagodzilla. <laughs> in the initial ideas, Violante had human-level intelligence and all of her memories were still intact. Kobayashi tapped into the love of his own daughter and how distraught he would be if such a thing would happen and also thought of the image of Godzilla being eaten by a gigantic flower. It lent it lent the film a more bio-horror to- tone rather than the nuclear horror tone of the previous movie. Directing the film this time was Kazuki Yomori, another licensed healthcare person, though this time a practitioner of medicine. That being said, he actually did have a laundry list of directorial credits under his belt before this. While he'd only direct one more Godzilla movie after this, the very next film, actually, Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, he would be the screenwriter for the remainder of the Heisei series and would even continue to work with Toho on a Grand Caesar movie, or rather a Caesar X movie. I'm not entirely sure what the difference is, but sure. <laughs> uh, another contemporary Toho film, an absolutely future episode topic, Gunhead, that's spelled <laughs> G-U-N-H-E-D. Hell yes. Prove to the folks in charge that the new Godzilla... That this new Godzilla film needed some of that spice. They thought that the special effects in that film were, to paraphrase, sick as fuck, and hired (laughs) Koichi Kawakita to be in charge of the massive beast that they had constructed for Godzilla vs. Biollante. Kawakita had previously also done work for Tsuburaya, as well as the absolutely insane and incredible Shaw Brothers film, The Mighty Peking Man. Kawakita would sprinkle his magic on the rest of the Heisei series and would raise the bar of special effects in the kaiju medium until probably Gamera 2 being the first to match it. Biolante herself was the most complex... Hold on. <laughs> Sorry, my, my notes are fucking up. Biolante herself was the most complex kaiju ever conceived. Not only was her first form already a huge undertaking, but her final form required 32 different wires to operate, and people to man each one. Also, the suit actor Masao Takigami could barely see out of the massive thing so that there were many, many botched shots of Biolante shooting out her acid vomit (laughs) and completely missing Godzilla. (laughs) (laughs) Last but definitely not least, or my bad, last but definitely least, old and now thankfully dead racist war crime denier Koichi Sugiyama Mommy! was chosen to compose for the film. <laughs> Alongside reuse of themes from the al- reuse of themes already composed by Akira Ikefube. Dragon Quest 3 was the biggest, hottest thing in the entire country, so it only makes sense to get the guy to come aboard. Though, of course, Sugiyama had been a long prolific composer for years before Dragon Quest. Akira Ikefube, however, did talk mad shit about Sugiyama and his treatment on the soundtrack and his version of the Godzilla theme, which he called ridiculous, which is pretty funny. (laughs) I was like, I don't know. It sounded totally... I mean, I guess I don't know which version he's talking about, like, specifically. I I have to assume he's talking about the one with the electric guitar shredding all over Maybe. Maybe. That's probably it. Yeah. Uh, the film ended up being a slightly smaller success than Godzilla 84, which would lead them to saying screw it to new monsters for a while, and then they came back with a crowd pleaser after a two-year hiatus with King Ghidorah. But it was overall much more well-received across the board. 
even in the U.S., the backhanded compliments from reviewers were less biting than they were for the previous film. However, the film has garnered quite a bit of love in recent years for its unconventional story, its insane and unique monster, and that beautiful bubble-era budget. Mm-hmm. Will this rose smell just as sweet to us, or will we wear a crown of thorns once again? All right, Nikki, take us away as we talk about this movie. All right, so uh, yeah, th- this this movie, uh, the the beginning uh, section of it is um, insane. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Oh yeah, uh, it, it it almost reminds me of like the the beginning of Frankenstein conquers the world. Uh, it's where, very similar to where, that. Where it's, like, where it's like, what the fuck is going on? Wait, Nazi Germany? <laughs> like, like, wait, where is this? Hiroshima? Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just instantly go, go like, it's zero to ten. And so I absolutely love that this starts, like, directly after the uh uh the first one ends and stuff and it's and then like you get a guy that's just like hey i found <laughs> i found it's like it's just like he pokes like this little like squishy like piece of godzilla that's left over it's like yeah. i found oh, this this uh, movie is much goopier than oh, the previous it's one, so which cool. i appreciate i love it yeah i love the goop bring on the goop uh but yeah, he, he finds like a piece of Godzilla and he's like, I found a Godzilla cell. And it's like, that is multiple cells. <laughs> like, that, no, that's he's so more big, than one. So the cells are big too. That's how it works. That's multiple of those. Uh, but, but, um, uh, 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 yeah, but, but it like, it's like, just, it's so cool. It's like a very, like, it's like a microscopic, like, just string of events that just keep getting worse and worse, where it's like, Guy finds Godzilla cell. Then they put it away, and then and then uh uh it, it, it's it's taken by like the, these these like British like um like army guys or whatever, yeah. who like shoot out a bunch of uh Japanese defense force guys and stuff, and then run away, and then they get taken out by uh yeah. <laughs> uh by by this guy who uh uh is from a fictional Saradia the the, yes. the fictional country, yep. uh. Uh, th- th- this guy that uh, uh, definitely, totally is Middle Eastern and is not someone in makeup, probably. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to tell. It's weirdly <laughs> ambiguous. It's, it, it worries me. But, uh, yeah, you immediately... Let's see. Well, no, he's played... Yes, he is played by a Middle Eastern guy. Co- hey, played... you know what? Color me surprised. Yeah. <laughs> there I, I, you go. Hey. I just checked the wiki. His name is SSS9. Played okay. by Manjot well, that's the, Betty. That's the like so. organization that he represents, right? So does he not have a character name? It's just the. I guess <laughs> no. Not. It, like his li- <laughs> like literally, it says his name. Like name yeah. stands for Saradian Secret Service Agent Nine. Right. So that's his code. It's like it's like 007, <laughs> SSS Nine. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but yeah, the uh, uh, uh. Say hey, give it up for fucking for Toho. For, yeah, for, you know, for, you know. There you go. That. They they have moved on from <laughs> the Showa era where they would just put people in brown face. Yeah, so. right. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, did that a lot. just the worst shit ever in every in every Mothra movie. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so so he he immediately flies back over to Saradia and stuff, and then like uh uh like then then we're introduced to. Uh, the scientist, uh, uh, oh god damn it, uh, hold on, I'm scrolling through, I'm desperately, 
Uh, uh, we're just reading off of Wikipedia. We're just summarizing Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I am. What fucking? My brain is mush. I just watched this movie hours ago. Uh, uh, Doctor Genshiro Shiragami. Uh, 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 we're introduced to him, and uh, uh, he's talking with like a higher up guy at Saradia. That's like, uh, yeah, we're trying to we're trying to make a plant that's like invincible and can survive like anything. And stuff. It's like, yeah, we're splicing like cactus cells together mm-hmm. and everything and you know they're, they're, they're just talking about all this and then uh, 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 a terrorist blows up <laughs> blows up the, uh, the the lab over there and uh, killing his daughter uh, Erica and uh, it's just it's just so much happens and then five yeah. years skip and he's in Japan and he's in like uh, like a like a greenhouse uh, with with like a bunch of uh, roses and like plants and stuff, uh, and uh, that <laughs> and then and then we're introduced to the idea that there's like ESP in this in this movie, uh-huh. so that's awesome. I was like <laughs> like like it just kept it was just one after another. I was like holy shit, this like opening like ten minutes is completely yeah. off the wall and stuff. But uh. uh I really like that whole element to the movie is uh, like like the, the uh, that the, that the intro kind of sets up though is that like in the wake of Godzilla coming back, it instantly becomes like like more of a push pull between like in the last movie we had like a push pull of like okay is America or the Soviet Union gonna like launch a nuke at this thing to stop it and then now mm. it's these countries fighting each other over who gets to control Godzilla and splice his cells and use them to make new and terrifying weapons. Uh, I don't know, which I, I just think that's a really fascinating place to take uh, a pretty bare-bones plot from the last movie and something yeah. and yeah. actually kind of make it really, I don't know, just crazy and kind of, like, cool speculative sci-fi and stuff. Uh, yeah. I, I like the spy element to it a lot. Uh, I feel like it's yeah. utilized a lot better here because... In the previous movie, there wasn't really that much conflict between, like, the three nations. Yeah. And it they, just kind of led to this weird situation where, like, America and Russia were just these stupid brutes fighting <laughs> yep. with each other. And Japan was, like, this noble nation that was, like, the mediator and, like, upholders of peace. Yeah, yeah, And it was, yeah. like, the most, like eye-rolling nationalist nonsense you could possibly imagine <laughs> but like the prime minister being like a fucking folk hero and it was written but yeah. like this one is is like there's a lot more subterfuge between like you know you have that initial action sequence you have like multiple scenes of like these different people and these different organizations like gunning each other down or like getting in over their head it's it builds a bigger network of like all of these elements like interconnected with one another yeah, uh, it makes it all feel like the story, like the details of the story actually matter instead of they're just like background stuff that's you know, yeah, you can just like glaze over. And the last one that's that was made in 1984, so it's basically the build up to the Cold War. So like it kind of makes sense that yes, that's the for <laughs> that sure. that's the, oh yeah that that's what they're doing. With that. <laughs> oh, I'm not so, saying America and Russia weren't stupid yeah, yeah, uh, in sure. real life, yeah. but in <laughs> but just in the movie it was like. Just, like, so silly to have it framed as in, like, you yeah. know, Japan is, like, the most noble nation of all. Totally. Yeah, yeah, they uh, were, like, they were, them. like, they were, like, straw men for, for the Japanese prime minister to, like, yeah. to, like, own and stuff. <laughs> and it's, like, he's just so, he's so smart and wise and stuff. And it's just, like, 
this guy literally says at the beginning of the movie, it's like, man, I <laughs> I hope I don't have to deal with this Godzilla thing. Can he just wait until I'm done being <laughs> prime minister? It's, it's like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, so so he, uh, uh, so Shiragami, uh, he's returned to Japan. Uh, uh, he's, uh, uh, he's, he's merged some of Erica's cells with, uh, with a rose's cells to, to preserve her soul. Which is mm-hmm. uh, a normal thing to do. Uh, yeah, just, for sure. This is definitely that is uh, you know that's a mature way to, to to move on from from tragedy in your life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, meanwhile, we, we get kind of some more of the like uh, uh, the Japanese like defense force uh, uh, sort of like plot line uh, uh, where uh, we're introduced with uh, another scientist, uh, uh, Kirishima, and uh, this lieutenant. Uh, Gondo, uh, uh, and uh, they're they're talking about this uh, cutting edge bacteria technology, uh, where they're mm. where, where they're they're gonna like, where where like they'd explain this thing about like bacteria that can eat oil and stuff and clean up oil spills mm. that way and everything, and they're kind of doing a similar thing for uh, uh, nuclear waste, and uh, uh, so uh, it's this uh, it's this thing that they keep referring to as like uh, uh, ANB or uh, aneb or whatever uh so it's this anti-nuclear bacteria uh that mm-hmm. that could uh uh eat away at stuff and uh 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 could possibly be used as a weapon if, if godzilla should return and i do i do really like in terms of like editing and structure this movie like having the ticking clock of those like alarm system things with the god like godzilla it's like, alert system basically yeah, yeah 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 i really like introducing every step at the very beginning of the movie and then slowly introducing every step back, like as Godzilla gets closer and closer to reawakening and stuff. Yeah, uh, yes. pretty fucking cool. I um, like the um. There was a now. This is a movie that came out like a decade after this. Yeah, but there's a scene where they like go into like this classroom of kids. You know, like the the that's, psychic ladies. That's my favorite and the, scene. And then like ever. <laughs> and then they're like, Okay, what did you all dream of? And then they like all lift up uh, yeah. an image of and Godzilla, the, the like different images of Godzilla. In as soon as they lift yeah. it up. I, that is genuinely one of my all time favorite Godzilla moments. I love that yeah. so yeah. much. Yeah. And, yeah. and I couldn't help but sure. think of of the movie that we we will be doing this Halloween, Nodoy, uh, where like you know, they have like a classroom of like psychic sensitive children, and uh, like after like certain prompts, they all start like drawing a bunch of things that are like like the same image. Yeah, that's like this weird distorted face. Oh, cool! Uh, and it, it just made me think of that. Uh, a very good movie. I, uh, Again, we'll talk about it this Halloween. I really like so. just to build off some of the first things you guys have been saying. Um, I'm not, I'm not yeah. a big not a big fan of the Return of Godzilla either. Uh, I think it's a yeah, pretty sure. pretty mixed bag. Um, I think they did a lot. I think they did a lot of really cool work though to to use it as a building block in this movie. For like, sure. I, I, For sure. I love the way it's framed within this movie. Like it's this big this big event that happened. You've got memorials to it. They've completely formed entire like political uh like policy surrounding what happened um you know you've got all of these different things formed because of it and it just completely changed and shaped the world uh and i like and i just think it's cool i think it's even though i 
I'm a huge fan of the Heisei era. That's the first one is my least favorite of the Heisei era, uh, but I still think yeah. they did a really great job using it as the first the first block in this series. What's that? Majestically cresting the horizon as it makes its way into port. Why, it's the brand new HyperX Armada monitors, mounts, and arms. Both the HyperX Armada 25 and 27 gaming monitors come bundled with a sturdy HyperX Armada mount and arm. If you need every split second of advantage when gaming, the Full HD Armada 25 and its 240Hz refresh rate are for you. If you like to soak in the graphical majesty of your gaming, you'll be eyeing the Quad HD Armada 27 with an 165Hz refresh rate. Set sale for HyperX.com or Amazon.com to start making your display Armada. Hello, my name's Jonathan Dunn, host of the O3C podcast. Every week I'm joined by my two best gaming buddies, Chris and Minty, and we talk about the games we're playing, the games we love, and how they rank alongside our sacrosanct top 100 favourite video games of all time lists. Deep dives into gaming mechanics, history and lore abound, all topped off with lashings of irreverent wry British wit, witterings and wisdom. For details on the show and more, head to o3c.games and tune in every Monday on the HyperX Podcast Network. The Hardcore Gaming 101 podcast is on a mission to rank the top games of all time. I like the idea that when Bruce Wayne gets angry, he switches to the Batman voice. Why do you have such a problem making boomerang shaped like a bat? You mean like Batman? Not like Batman, just make it for me! Bruce Wayne, I can't even with this guy. It's a Herculean task, and I'd be lying if I said it hasn't taken a toll on our cognitive faculties. Most people would be happy to have a job during a global pandemic. <laughs> Dennis. Hardcore Gaming 101, twice a week, every week, right here on the HyperX Podcast Network. Sure, and I feel like this one, yeah, this one like took all of that and like elevated. Totally, uh, it like almost like retroactively makes it like a better movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. of, you know, like yeah, this movie is able to like use all of those parts and work them better. Will I go back and like rush to rewatch it anytime soon? <laughs> no, <Think>. but <laughs> this one, I think, like you know, it's 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 worth at least like maybe reading. A summary on like Wikizilla, perhaps, <laughs> and then you know going and watching Godzilla versus Violante. Uh, I uh, you know, just to have yeah. that context because there is it does feel like it's some necessary 
building blocks for this movie. It doesn't feel like they like some of the Godzilla movies in the Showa era, like completely ignore whatever happened in previous movies, <laughs> and they're just telling their own story, right. which is fine. But like, it feels cool to have like a series that's already begun to like tell a continuing story, and like it will continue beyond this. Like Miki, the psychic girl, is a, she's in every single yep. one of. <laughs> the movies up to versus destroyer yep. so oh, that's awesome yeah. yeah i uh i love this the it, they, they they some of them feel a little different and there's certain elements that kind of mold for each movie in the heisei era but in general it's a it's i love it as a continuous story i think it's really satisfying mm-hmm. yeah uh I, I feel like the uh the 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 really smart touches to kind of build off of the last one i feel like that's the sort of thing you get whenever uh, you smartly take five years to, like, make this second one. Right. And so, like, I feel like if they hadn't have done that, uh, then we would have gotten, like, a lot shoddier of, like, a of like a build-off, you know? So, so mm. it, like, it feels good that, like, they took that amount of time and, like... Because, I don't know, it just feels methodical and feels like it actually kind of sat there and thought about what was the best place to take this. Uh, yeah. So, so, big props for that. Um the uh the jsdf with their whole like bacteria plan they uh uh they attempt to uh to recruit uh shiragami uh to uh to to help them out and everything but uh but he's like uh hell no i don't want to do that <laughs> uh and uh while that's happening pretty much immediately uh more of the fighting starts to starts to happen with uh the godzilla cells uh 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 like uh uh Saradia, uh, uh I think like they 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 uh they they expl- they, they cause like an explosion on Mount Mihara, uh and uh I think this this starts to to rustle Godzilla awake, mm. and uh 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 this this also uh oh. <laughs> Okay, the way this Wikipedia page and so it's it's like it doesn't it doesn't come across in the movie, but like. In, in, in like reading this like just off of it and everything it like it's really funny just how quickly it is because he goes no and then an explosion happens at the mountain and then uh, uh it shakes his house and then he's like all right fine <laughs> 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 all right sure i'll help um uh but uh yeah so so and then and then later uh, I, I guess we get into uh, the the build-up of uh of violante herself uh mm-hmm with uh with the agents like kind of uh like we see earlier they're like scoping out the house and you get like these really funny over like uh, this whole movie is full of overacted like english performances oh, oh yeah it's so good i love i love the guy being like whoa now that's a babe because <laughs> you know what it makes me it makes me think of like I remember when, like, that Mortal Kombat movie came out recently. Oh, yeah. There's, like, a scene of, like, Scorpion. Yeah. And it's he's, like, talking in Japanese. And, like, even me with a passive knowledge of Japanese from movies like this <laughs> is, like, man, this is really bad acting. <laughs> right. <laughs> like this, And then I think, like, oh, okay. And that kind of, like, flipped a switch in my brain to no longer be, to no longer, like, cringe or anything at, like, bad American acting in like a right. Japanese movie or in like any other different language movie. Cause they're like literally asking like people that don't speak the same language to act in this movie. Yeah. So they just have like a, 
like a lower barrier of yeah. like, yeah, you know what? That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Sure. Why not? And it's just like totally fine. Even you know, that's just like suspension of disbelief. It's fine. It's almost a part. Yeah. It's almost a charm that I now expect out of a Toho Godzilla movie. Because even like Shin Godzilla, the latest one, has some oh, atrocious yeah. Yeah. English acting from in it, and it's <laughs> and I love it. I love it yeah. so much. <laughs> I was I was thinking about that because we recently watched Ava two point two two. Yeah, and like there's a part where the character Mari is like speaking in English, and it's not very good. But you know, it's whatever. She's a Japanese person speaking English, so yeah. better than me. Uh, I can't speak any other language. <laughs> right. Um, but, like, it just made me think, like, like that just made me think, like, what is it with Anno and having, like, these, like, lengthy, like, intelligent right. discussions with characters that can't, like, that aren't native English speakers speaking in English. And then, like, watching this movie, I'm like, oh, that's just, like, a consistent thing that's in all... You know, like in a lot of these movies, right. uh, it isn't just like a Hideki Anno thing. Yeah. Uh, but like I was thinking of Shin Godzilla when watching Ava 2.22 because of, you know, like the, the one girl that like is half Japanese, half American. And she has like multiple scenes where she's speaking in English. Yep. And, uh, you know, says name drops Godzilla and stuff. So, but hey, that doesn't that doesn't detract from that movie being a masterpiece. Agreed. We'll get to that <laughs> way down the line at the very end of this podcast. Yeah. But yeah, you know, yeah. For... Uh, but um, uh, I forgot to mention that uh, Shirogami, like he, when he agrees to help, he he does the most shady thing ever, and it's like, all right, I'll help, but. I need to have an, some alone time with the Godzilla cells for yeah. ten days. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, that's that's totally fine. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I mean, what would they reasonably think he could do? You know, I don't like, know, but, but he managed to himself. do something. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, but yeah, so so uh, yeah, he, he he gets he gets some uh, some some alone uh, some some one on one time with the. Uh, those those freakishly huge Godzilla cells and uh, splices mm. them into uh, those flowers and stuff. And we get our first sneak peek of that with uh, there's like a shootout inside the house uh, between like those two American guys and uh, the uh, Saradian guy and uh, tentacles just show up uh, in, oh, in yeah. like just perfect B movie fashion oh, wrapping around so dudes. They're like, oh. <laughs> and they're stabbing there's giant there's just green blood pouring goop. out and stuff getting all that goop and everything mm. it's so good uh uh, uh I, I just was absolutely i was in hog heaven and stuff watching mm. this stuff and uh 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 the Saradian guy gets away and uh, i think one of the uh other guys gets away but one but uh, uh the one guy dies and uh uh, they find his body and they're like, "Yeah, some shit, <laughs> some shit happened here." <laughs> and probably my favorite, like unintentionally funny, but like also still, oh no, like it's just it's too good. My my favorite like little line reading in the movie or whatever is just uh, Shirogami being like, "Yeah, I thought, I don't know, I feel like maybe a." <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe I made a mistake, and then they look. Yeah. They look out a giant hole out, like out, like out yeah. in the in the wall it's, leading outside, and it's like great. So whatever he made yeah. is out there now. Yeah, it's like gremlins. Yeah, it really is like gremlins. Uh, he, yeah, you let him have 
He let Seymour have some 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 water after midnight yeah. and uh, snacks. And Se- stuff. Seymour's the name of the guy. Audrey is the name oh, of the look, plant. I've not seen. We'll we'll do a, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll do a, we'll do a we'll do a fucking uh, uh, mini series on on the Patreon yeah, and, and we will. And we'll, we'll throw in little chop of horrors so I can get educated. Okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so that flub can be an advertisement. Let, let's sink yeah. our feet here. Um, <laughs> so, uh, 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 so yeah, it's, um, uh, like it, immediately after this. Uh, uh, well, okay, uh, like I think uh, I think this is also like when he uh, gives her the name Biolante or something, or maybe it's like later on, like the doc. Uh, but. Uh, Either way, biomajor agents uh, uh, start start planting some explosives around uh, the mountain, and they're pretty much blackmailing the diet. Like, yo, man, <laughs> we're gonna wake up Godzilla uh, yeah. uh, if you don't if you don't give us those cells, those sweet cells, and uh, 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 that that just becomes like a whole like fun like uh, 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 plot line with uh, uh, the, the 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 guy in the truck and. Uh, <laughs> Um, this is where I have to bring up Sugiyama, because yes. that scene where they're, like, d- dealing with that, and they're, like, trying to, like, defuse... Because, like, the guy, like, he tries to, like, they're trying to do the trade, and, uh, so, mm-hmm. so they can get away with the bomb, or so, so they can, def- like, get rid of the bombs, and, uh, uh, they're doing that trade, but immediately the guy is, like, shot by, a triple S9, and, mm-hmm. uh, 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 he tries to get away in the truck, but then he's killed, and then the truck is overturned, uh, uh, they yeah, really yeah. fuck up some cars in this movie, and I love it, um, <laughs> but, like, he, he's overturned in the truck, and then the, then the, the, the two guys, like, Gondo and, uh, uh, the other scientist are running in there to, to try to defuse the bomb, and, the music playing is exact like it sounds exactly like a like a Dragon Quest battle theme. Yeah, it was crazy. I, I felt, <laughs> yeah, I felt that same way during the like initial scene where Biolante is attacking. Mm. Like the vines are. It's like every time an action scene happens and there's like this exciting like driving, you know, music. It it's with trumpets and everything. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, this just sounds it, like it's always a just Dragon bum, Quest song. Bum, bum, <laughs> bum, 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 it's, it's like oh my god it's, it's, it's yeah it's a dragon quest boss theme yeah yeah it's happening. like i just encountered a golem and <laughs> so like uh uh yeah it, it was so funny it's like there's no possible way if you have any like passing interest in dragon quest or anything that like you won't just immediately clock like oh shit <laughs> they got the it's dragon guy. quest guy <laughs> to, to well that, that's the thing me. they throw you off because they do have you know akira ikifube songs yeah in the right, movie so like I would imagine some people would like hear that and they're like, "Oh no, it's still him doing the soundtrack." But what the fuck is with these other songs? You know, I would say <laughs> yeah. that they're bad. They're just like very yeah. weird. Did they add like a strange quality to this movie that it feels like completely unique to it? Yeah, uh, compared to a lot of the other movies. Yeah, uh, like that. Like, yeah, he's a like Sukiyama's like a complete fucking monster, and he's like literally Mumra from Thundercats and stuff. Yeah, like, but he is just, dead now. So yeah, it's, he, it's he, all good. he's dead now. But yeah, I, I I have to mention uh, that like I do respect his music though, all told, mm. because literally nothing else sounds like it. Like you will never find a soundtrack that sounds quite like 
the stuff that he's doing on there because he he's working from very different sensibilities and weird stuff. Uh, I know it's like the like his soundtracks are divisive and stuff like just mm. even just as music pieces and uh, uh, I oh no I just have to mention I, I, I do I do have to give props to them and I think it's cool to see a Godzilla movie with music like this in it yeah uh, but yeah um but yeah so so after after that whole attempt uh, uh, Godzilla uh, does wake up and uh, uh, he, he 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 gets out and he's he's uh, like all right uh, time to time to eat some let me eat some food <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, but but violante starts uh, starts calling out to Godzilla and uh, this starts to uh, uh, kind of lead us toward our our first real big uh, action scene uh, mm. with, with between between Godzilla and violante uh, which uh, is is fucking stunning. Uh, yeah, do we want to discuss that monster, Violante's first form? I love it. Which is a yeah. gigantic rose form. So cool. Uh, yeah, Johnny, how do you feel about... Well, first of all, I guess we should ask, like, how do you feel about the, like, Godzilla's design? It's a little bit updated from the previous movie. Oh, I think it's the biggest uh, How do you feel? I hate the design in, in Return of Godzilla. He looks so goofy. <laughs> I think yeah. his eyes... <laughs> I think it, like, looks... It's... it's We talked about it before. It's... I think it's the way he's shot. Yeah, they it's don't like get the, as good the fucking the cinematography in that movie is just like whack as hell. Like they, they just like it's a totally they, they make a otherwise passable suit look bad right. most of the yeah, time. Yeah, like in some and of the then, promo like, there's shots, some he shot... looks cool. Um, yeah, I think in general, I think the the best thing they did because I know this this is a whole new suit, right? But the the yes. biggest thing that I think they could have fixed in the Return of Godzilla suit is just make his eyes less white like they look so mm-hmm. cartoonishly silly like even even mm-hmm. in in some of the opening scenes of this movie where they see fo- you show footage from that movie i'm just like oh that i does it just doesn't look great um yeah yeah i think making his eyes a little darker uh, makes him just more menacing in the new one uh but i i really like the suit in this movie i think it looks great i yeah, I, I think that the, i think yeah I don't know. To me, it's it looks right. It looks like, you know, like this suit is essentially what it's going to be for the rest of the Hasty movies up until Destroyer when, like, they have another completely different suit. Right. Uh, just because Godzilla's uh, in, a, in a bad place in that movie. So, <laughs> you know, they need to come up with a new suit for that. Mm. But, uh, yeah, to me, like, this kind of is, like, the Heisei Godzilla. You know, this is when they, like, got it right. Uh, the first... The previous one, I feel like they were trying to aim a little bit. They were aiming towards the very first Godzilla suit. But that one, I don't know. Like, that movie just had this quality uh, where it looked, it did look like a scary monster. Like, he looked like an Oni or a Hanya, you mm-hmm, know, these, yeah. these types of monsters. And, like, he had these, like, smaller pupils. So, like, the whites, the big white eyes were contrasted against, like, the, these tiny. Uh, pupils that are like staring down at you whereas this it's it still has a little bit of this like you know they wanted to pivot away from the more cartoony anime look of the 70s movies mm. but they still like maintained that like a little bit too much right. in that one and then like a- another issue wh- what the fuck they had like a, a an entire like anim animatronic rig for just like close-up shots of godzilla 
in that movie. And it like, again, like the cinematography was just like not good in that movie. So they put in all this effort, but it ended up just like looking like crap right <laughs> most of the time and then but then this one you know they put so much effort into like oh that they didn't need to create two entire suits for biolante like two entire forms right. in both of which like the first form of biolante is the most complicated kaiju ever <laughs> it's gotta be and then the next form is like twice that right. like it just like immediately ups the ante right after itself but just talking about like the rose form i think it's like one i think it's awesome that that's what they show on the cover art yeah because it's like oh okay we want to hold off that it turns into a more traditional like godzilla type monster at the end and i just love like they took the idea of audrey of like a big plant thing with like teeth and uh just like made it so much creepier looking by having like this pair of sharp teeth in like the middle of this rose uh and it's just like yeah it looks like nothing else that you've ever seen from any of the other godzilla movies even like a lot of ultra monsters i couldn't really think of one oh no that, like no. looked like this even even leo Gon, the one that the guy also designed doesn't really look anything like this monster right. so it's just so strange and unique uh and it's like the like roars that it makes are so like strange and like sad yes uh it has like this like pain quality to it that like like and that's what i like yeah (laughs) um and they also yeah i love that shoot it so well too just like that that like that bay area that most of the fights take place between the two of them Mm. um just like the fog it's it looks and then there there's some great shots of the of the actors in the foreground with the big rose in the background uh and it's yeah it's beautiful it's It's just really well done uh yeah i i i absolutely love the suits in this movie like they really did a did a fantastic job uh uh, i think i think yeah godzilla looks like really refined and and just looks awesome here i think i think the like a really big point of improvement was like the neck i feel Mm -hmm. like he looked sort of like i mean he literally was more mechanical in that first one because they built like a robot or whatever yeah like but but like so, so he looked like a lot more stiff in the last one, but this one, like, I don't know, he's got kind of like a more girthy, like more kind of like, I don't know, like m- muscled, like neck area or whatever. And it's just like, I don't know, it just, it just looks a lot more natural and looks, looks better. So I love his like snarl, like whenever he like his upper lip moves and stuff, mm-hmm. it's great. Uh, and yeah, but the Biolante rose form is uh, just uh, amazing and like, uh yeah like kind of terrifying and creepy and stuff uh i love i love how much blood is in this movie again like it's just like like they're not afraid to make the to 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 to, to get messy with it you know godzilla's hands getting like he's getting the fucking you know like pierced through the hand by the the tentacles yeah like ripping them out yeah and i love uh, he has the stigmata by yeah. the end of this movie. <laughs> and I love Biolante like making like a little like plant wall in front of itself and then Godzilla blasting through that to hit mm-hmm. to hit her still. Like it's really cool. Like she she both feels like kind of uh like powerful and fearsome, but also like pretty frail because 
it feels like almost every one of Godzilla's hits like really connects every time it does mm. and stuff. So like, it, it's kind of like an uphill battle, uh, kind of for yeah. both of them. Like, it, like it kind of feels cool and like even and stuff, just because like, uh, because uh, like she's she's a bit more frail and stuff, and he like almost like like there's like an unfamiliarity with how something like this works, whereas like. I feel like with other monsters, you know, or I guess this particular version of Godzilla, this is the first monster he's ever fought, but like, yeah. uh, you know, in Godzilla's past, it's a lot more like grappling and like a lot of more, you know, and he was throwing rocks throwing at guys rocks. throughout the yep. entire uh-huh. Showa era. So I mean, <laughs> his, most, you know, his most powerful attack of all, throwing a rock, <laughs> throwing a damn boulder. Yeah. Favorite, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 really awesome stuff, and we'll and we'll get to the second form uh, at the end here, I suppose. But uh, yeah, and then and then the movie kind of like uh, starts become like focusing a lot more on just dealing with Godzilla because Godzilla kind of handily wins, quote unquote, right. <laughs> uh, against the the first the first form of Violante and stuff, and uh, 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 like he goes away for a minute, but then like like it, it's kind of. Uh, he just kind of comes back and and uh, uh, he's 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 on the way to, to kind of feed on uh, some more uh, uh, of that energy and uh, the, and then there's a whole plot line of like kind of uh, diverting him. Uh, you get you get Mickey like kind of calling him to her to to try to uh, call him away from Osaka or uh, mm. uh, yeah and uh, um. That's really cool is to kind of just see that scene though. Like, I don't know, it feels like that feels like something we almost were kind of missing in the last movie was like a scene where a human like kind of or or maybe maybe I just got too used to it with the Heisei Gamera movies, but yeah. I feel like I was really missing a scene where a human like stands up to Godzilla and is like come on, you know, or or, or something like, <laughs> like that. Like interacts with it in some way. Like the really yeah, it, it feels so weirdly dispersonalized in the previous movie yeah in a lot of ways like we talked about the very first godzilla movie had all these great scenes you could think of right where like we see the like the devastation firsthand and these like individual people dying as well as like the aftermath being such a big thing but like really they they spent no time in that movie actually touching on that they had to do a sequel (laughs) to to like touch on the aftermath and the like lasting effects of godzilla and everything I think yeah. it's a really cool contrast that, you know, we watched this kind of out of order. You know, we did all the Gamera movies yeah. and now we're coming back to do the Heisei Godzilla movies. Yeah. So it's interesting to have this situation very similar to the Heisei Gamera movies where there's like a psychic girl right. and she can like read the emotions and communicate with monsters and everything. But like in this case, you know, at this point in the Heisei series, Godzilla is firmly an antagonist. Yeah. So her communication is not to like win godzilla to their side it's to like it's purely kind of utilitarian like lead him away from you know the sensitive area and everything but then like as it will go on it will kind of evolve into that more like ally relationship yeah and then that kind of then evolves with the gamma movies into you know what that had uh and then like yeah kind of reaching its ultimate apex with the third Gamera movie 
and how that's about a girl that's like, no, fuck Gamera. I'm <laughs> siding with this monster, right. and like, right, yeah. I have my I have my evil version of the Magatama that I'm using. Uh, great movie. You should go listen to that podcast, Toby yeah. Jones. It's, great it, cast. It's a good. It's a good episode. Uh, uh, in a good in a good movie, even better movie. Uh, but yeah, and uh, uh, they uh they have this whole plan with uh with Godzilla with um uh shooting like uh uh from like rocket launchers like these these like little mm-hmm. missiles that have the the uh, Very EDF. Yeah, the bacteria. Yeah, it's super EDF. Mm. Uh and we, <laughs> we also get the return of uh uh the fucking the the cool ass uh the super tank flying thing. And super and, X2. Super X2. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I I kind of was like happy that that goofy thing is like back and yeah. like and it's like actually more ineffective in this one. <laughs> yeah, it's more cool looking but it's like way lamer. Yeah. yeah. As far as like it, it doesn't do as much. Yeah, yeah. I I love that they have something as cool as the fire mirror in it where it opens up and it's just like like that's uh, such a cool like thing for that to do. And then it like literally like it doesn't matter at all, and <laughs> Godzilla just fucks it up every time. Yep. But hey, you know it looks cool. They they're they're carrying on the tradition of Ag playing with his toys. Yes. Uh, yeah. So. Ag would have loved that dumb thing. Uh, uh, he would have made an entire other movie about it before it showed up <laughs> yeah. here. Uh, uh, good old good old atragon moment but um yeah what, what is it what was the one series that he did mighty jack yes that's yeah. it there it's like yeah this is actually the best thing i ever made yeah 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 he, he considers his magnum opus not to be ultraman or any of the godzilla movies he worked on but mighty jack a, a, like a series about like a big old submarine that flies <laughs> yeah uh i love it that's like his favorite thing he ever did um but yeah so uh yeah, so so they like they're actually like weirdly like I mean they're unsuccessful because uh, their big toy gets broken, but then they they are successful because they they shoot the bacteria missiles at him and like the one guy even like gets one in his mouth before Godzilla's yeah, like all right fuck sweet. you and then kills him, uh, uh-huh. but uh, but then also like uh, they're presented with a new problem uh, which uh, uh, which is that the the bacteria is is slow moving because uh doy he's a fucking lizard he's cold blooded so so mm, the, so so the bacteria aren't really activated because like he's not warm enough for them to truly activate and get like you know start doing their cultures and all that shit and stuff so mm. uh uh they're like well how do we how do we warm him up and then another guy's like how about we just microwave the bastard <laughs> <laughs> and i just i just love this like it's such a fun like this is like some of the most fun the military stuff has ever been because they totally just lean it all the way into like sci-fi stuff and they're just like yeah just shoot them with like these just just bacteria missiles and then and then we're gonna like put microwave landmines all over this like field and make him walk in through it and stuff and and we'll warm him up so this like science bacteria grows inside of him and kills him and stuff like yeah. like, like th- this is this is like as this is as silly as the as the military stuff i think should be in a lot of these movies like like yeah the, they the... very rarely ever hit when they're super super serious i think gamera 2 and like shin godzilla like some of some of the other stuff like it's a, like like that is like it's serious but it's like hitting well and so i think i think it you know hits well in a different way in like war of the gargantuas but usually yeah. it's kind well, of the boring part. 
<laughs> you know that this specific weapon is from War of the Gargantuas. You're like right. The microwave yeah. laser. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what they use to to weaken Gyra before Sanda shows up. Right. They had like, those them. tanks that were like mowing down the trees and stuff. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Which I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very happy whenever they. Yeah. You know, they call back to old things from the past and like right, you yeah. contextualize them. I know that they do that in a very fun way in versus Space Godzilla, where they have Magura show up oh, as like shit. <laughs> you know a, a a weapon designed by humans instead of aliens yeah uh, but yeah but 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 yeah th- this whole stretch of the movie is like super fun and uh uh contrasts really well with like the the like <laughs> the sorrow <laughs> that that like the main scientist is feeling and stuff remember they're like mm-hmm. like there's you know like like it's kind of cool that the first half of the movie is, like, I don't know, just weirdly, like, it's just insane, but also kind of just, like, sad and, like, kind of serious and tense. And then it just kind of just gets, like, really wild in this, like, <laughs> like kind of middle, like, you know, like, second half section here. And then it kind of, like, brings it back down uh, mm. once once uh, once Violante comes back. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, uh, 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 Biolante just, you know, like, I, I guess we'll get into the final fight or whatever. I, uh, yeah. like, uh, unless, unless I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to rack my brain and think if there's, cause it, cause this is a movie that feels like it has a lot more going on than I guess like it is to like explain it out or, or, or like to, to, to kind yeah. of run through I in think, a podcast. I think we like did this. a good job of explaining. There's, yeah. There's just so many moving so parts. Fun. Cause you've got like, you've got, you've got the scientists and you've got like the terrorists yeah. from foreign countries and you've got the government and you've got all of these different, like all these different things are playing at once. Yeah. So it does feel like there's so much going on in the movie itself. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we're, we're here at the big old moment, though. Biolante comes back, uh, like, like the heavens open up and yeah. like, and like Biolante just like comes like, like the, her like spores come down and she just like appears yeah. and she's in her second form and it's fucking giant. Yeah, it looks like, like the... bus out of the ground and then seeing the like earth be like torn apart under Godzilla's feet. Yeah. And then like the, the plants rising up is so awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, like, so it's so sick. so great. It's so, like, good. so much good miniature stuff in this uh, movie in general, but like that is just absolutely excellent. And again, like the amount of work put in 32 people operating. Yeah. Violante <laughs> with wires. Yeah. That's so- <laughs> absolutely nuts. Uh, it's, and, but honestly like the work, the work pays off it's so oh cool. yeah it's so so cool yeah yeah it's so evident that this movie like like that there's so much more that went into this movie than like mm. usual and so yeah. like it's it's just so evident that there's just so much stuff going on with the special effects it's awesome yeah. uh but uh yeah yeah so so uh uh Bailante 2 uh, uh kind of looks like the 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 metroid queen and i was like hell yeah mm. let's fucking do this yeah. like yeah. Go, got that big old mouth it does look like stuff. a metroid queen yeah. love that and it's, it's like fucking yeah. throw some the, smart the bombs core, in there, man. Like... <laughs> so yeah the like the the stomach with like the the caged off core and everything yeah very similar like out like i felt like especially in like samus returns yeah where they redesign the um like a lot of the later forms of the metroids like right. the Omega Metroid, which has like this like green overgrowth 
plate over its like soft and chewy insides. Yeah. Uh, like that was like, oh, this is very much Biolante. So you can imagine because like, you know, Mercury's theme, those guys seem like gigantic nerds. Yeah. So they probably were throwing out a reference to Biolante there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, obviously this is one of the coolest monster designs ever. Just like yeah. from any tokusatsu period, it really doesn't get much better than this. And I think like, even if there are parts of me that do prefer the Rose design, because that one's so unique. Yeah. I think because yeah. it's holistically part of the same monster in general, I can say like Biolante is just like one of the coolest monsters ever. You yeah. Know? Even if this isn't in like your top five, godzilla movies or whatever like it, it's kind of yeah. hard to deny how amazing uh of a monster and how well realized of a monster yeah. it is because like it would be easy to just have like a big thing and it just like sat still and did nothing but like i was like losing my mind watching it this time seeing you know Biolante like crawling across the ground and all the dust yeah like, scattering as yes. it's moving it's just so huge <laughs> they yeah. like convey it so well against Godzilla, who's already enormous. Right. right. That it's just like, oh my god, you know, it, it feels like this insane, just gigantic monster. Yeah, I I do think I like, I like the rose design better, but like I think they utilize them both perfectly because like you you want you mm. want to escalate and make it a more formidable movable match for for the end of yeah. the film and so like i think they both serve their purposes really well even though i think i just love how unique the giant rose is it's one of my favorite things in mm. any godzilla movie but um but that's also like no 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 knock in the the second form because it's amazing also yeah and it like clearly is like uh it's evolved into a more godzilla like yes. creature which is really cool right yeah uh, yeah yeah I love, I love, I love like the whole bit with the scientists being like, this. It's like they're not even like brothers or sisters. They're the same thing, just fighting each mm-hmm. other and stuff. And it is interesting, uh, kind of thinking about the next few monsters and stuff. That that's like kind of like just a recurring theme that they kind of come back to. Is yeah. you know, Godzilla is almost like battle with the self <laughs> throughout mm-hmm. this this series. That's gonna be kind of interesting to get back into with some of those other ones um but uh yeah th- this 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 entire thing i mean it's a total treat for the eyes like like it is it is unbelievable to look at this final fight uh like it just truly you can see the like yakuza zero like like just just money flying out yeah and stuff as <laughs> as like <laughs> yeah, like in in that game like like money just flies out of people just because it was the economic bubble and stuff so like you're fighting dudes and it's just 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 dollar bills just flies out of people and everything and that's like the same thing here is like i, I can practically see the 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 bills f- just mm. flying out of godzilla every time he gets blasted uh, by something, or every time we blast Violante, it's like, VFX. yeah, that was, it was like, yeah, that was like 60,000 yen that they just blew <laughs> yeah. up right there with yeah, that explosion. Yeah. I read that, I also read, and I couldn't find, like, a good place to put this in the history, but, like, you know, the VFX were, like, top of the line, but specifically, one of the most expensive shots in the movie 
was the the very first use of CGI from Toho. Yeah. Uh, as a film studio, and that was like a very quick sh- zoom in shot and like a computer. That's like a, a grid diagram of Godzilla. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like that was the most expensive shot in the movie. That's such that's a, so that's funny. That's so funny. Yeah, and, and that's such an 80s thing. <laughs> it's, it's like so many 80s films use those like wireframe, those like sort of wireframe computer yeah. graphics. Uh, so I, I liked seeing that in here. That was so that was the most expensive shot in the movie, you said? <laughs> yes. Incredible. Which is in, which is crazy to yeah. think about because of all the, you know, those monster suits and yeah. everything. But like. The fact that, like, you know, this was a studio, like, Disney had done stuff, like, robust wireframe CGI and stuff with, uh, you know, with uh, Tron before that. Yeah. But, like, that's Disney. Toho, big studio, but it's still, like, Japan. It doesn't have the same infrastructure as Hollywood. So, like, they're just, even with the infinite money of the bubble, economic bubble of the 80s, like... That was the most expensive. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, shot it, movie. it's it's so funny. You have these like fucking absolute feats of human ingenuity with these monster suits, and then like the it, most expensive thing is the rudimentary like wireframe thing that looks like a craftwork video. Like it's just like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, it does. Re- this is very much off topic, yeah. but it reminds me that like in Venture Bros season two, mm. that like begin the season uh, with. with I can't remember the name of the song. It's like a, a very, like early 2000s Eurobeat song. Mm. And like they said, yeah, half of the budget of the entire season went into licensing that song. <laughs> what the which fuck? Is either, which is either like, man, that song, why is it so fucking expensive? Or Jesus, Adult Swim gave them zero money to make the show. <laughs> it is definitely the second one. But, yeah. But, That's but that, it just makes me think that where it's like, Something you would think like an action, a big action scene, the final episode of that season, which has this big action scene would right. be like the most expensive part. But nope, it was this one song for like a joke montage at the beginning of the season. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, 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 that, that's just fucking perfect. Uh, uh, but yeah, the uh, the the fight ends it, it, it begins at, like like the fights in this movie are weirdly short and i and i i, I, I yeah, think I that's like interesting that. yeah I, I like that yeah uh they feel very decisive you know high uh, impact you know yeah and uh uh this one ends with with godzilla kind of stumbling away because uh the, those those bacteria have started to kick in and uh, uh so he just kind of slumps over and just falls into the water and mm. uh, uh which uh, i did laugh at seeing his, his suit just like his head just like into the water <laughs> yeah i know and, like the rest of his body out of the water <laughs> uh and uh yeah the, with that fucking violante uh uh says her goodbye you get like the image of like uh, erica as as she's uh going up and everything mm-hmm. and then you get your song. uh your your perfect like idyllic like Showa like end of Showa movie like shot of everybody on the mountaintop overlooking the fight and they're just like well you know uh, 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 we'll you know <laughs> we'll have to learn from this and forge through for tomorrow and then the, the fucking main scientist gets shot in the chest yeah uh, yeah which shocked the hell out of me I was like oh my lot, god uh, a lot of a lot of gun violence in this. Yeah, you know, yeah. A lot of shooting going on. Yeah, and it's and it's that it's that darned Saradian guy again. Uh, 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 assassinated him, 
and uh, uh, then he gets chased by uh, the other scientist, uh, and they have this real scrappy like little car chase where he just kind of kind mm. of ru- drives them off of the road, and they 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 struggle in the mud for a bit and everything. And then the guy stands up on one of those those microwave landmine things. And uh, uh, old buddy from the, uh, the, the, the from the military uh, presses the button to fucking just completely fry him and just just he's <laughs> yeah. just gone. He's not even a person anymore. He knew exactly. He's you know what I was unmade. He's like, yeah, and push. He just pushes the button, <laughs> Zap, zaps him out of existence. <laughs> just completely, yeah. just like like there's nothing left either. He's just gone. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it was uh, funny. You know what I was thinking that entire time? Yeah. This wouldn't have happened if Mark Johnson were there. It would not have happened if Mark Johnson were there. And they'd all have diamonds. That's true. They'd all have diamonds. That's true. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so so uh, uh, that's pretty much the end of the movie because the other scientist goes, I want to take a nap. And then, and then they, <laughs> yeah. And they drive off and, uh, and I was like sitting there. I was like, is that scientist just fucking dead? And he is. And he is. And, yeah. Uh, There's like a, a monologue at the end. Right. You know, that's like the, the dramatic, the, the like bow at the end thematically. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of interesting. I guess like he gets like, like, like that, that main scientist is kind of like an interesting character in that like he, he kind of like, it's like this weird like selfish foolishness uh, that, you know, mm. like, like he, he's definitely the mad scientist uh you know of of like terror of mechagodzilla i think that's a much i feel like for some reason like uh for a long time going into this movie with its reputation and stuff i think the most the most obvious and superficial comparison is like to hetera because it's also like a earthen like yeah, sort yeah. of creature and stuff but it's like really not like that movie at all once right. you said terror of mechagodzilla i was like oh this is like terror of mechagodzilla <laughs> and stuff and uh uh, so he's kind of like that, but he's also kind of like Serizawa, where he's kind of like this guy that was like a super genius at like splicing this this thing, and, and now Biolante is gone, and now he's also gone with it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so it's like it's like it's like a weirdly like 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 the Biolante side of this of this movie is like its own original Godzilla, which is like the most kind of weird like inverted yeah, kind of thing. It's, it's to think very about. funny. Yeah. It, it fully completes. The the what we'd been saying the entire episode, yeah. In that, like, the first movie really just feels it was almost like a pilot episode. Yeah, for it, this it's movie. yeah, it's like a proof of concept <laughs> animatic compared to this movie actually being the first new Godzilla movie. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, and I love and you know like this um this director what's his name uh Kazuki Amori. Kazuki. He, um, yep. Yeah. So he writes this, and then he continues on, and he well he directs the next one, right? Writes and directs Kido, yes. and then he and then he yep. writes the Mothra, and he writes Destroya, and the only one he doesn't write on is Space Godzilla, which I personally think is probably the next worst next to Return of Godzilla in mm-hmm. the Heisei era. Like he really was kind of yeah. the guy yeah. holding it Ironic. down. <laughs> yeah, this guy was it, bringing it. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and ironically, Space Godzilla has a connection to Biolante. At least it kind of does. Yeah. Because, like, they they give two explanations. Spoilers for Space Godzilla. They give two explanations as to how he exists. Oh, right. One is that Bio, when Biolante, like, ascends to heaven at the end there yeah. with Erica, uh, that her spores... Go to space. 
they go to space and then become space Godzilla. And then the other explanation is that when Mothra and Batra like leave Earth, they uh they create they have like Godzilla scales on their wings or something, and then they create space Godzilla. Right. It's funny that in the movie they couldn't decide. <laughs> like I don't know this. <laughs> this yeah. is how space Godzilla exists. Yeah. Oh gosh. So, you know, I actually haven't seen any of the next several, so like, yeah, that's really? gonna be a It'll whole be trip for me. Oh man, mm-hmm. you're in for a treat. Yeah. I really, really like this stretch a lot. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. Some really fun stuff coming up. They're all connected. They all have like aspects that are through lines through all of the movies, um, especially starting. I think starting with this one, or you know what? No, there's some really cool stuff in this one, but I think that there's one specific through line for. Mothra, Space Godzilla, and Destroya that, that's pretty great. I just love mm-hmm. the Heisei era. I love it so much. I, I kind of want to make a video about it, even though I don't really don't really cover non-cartoon stuff on my channel. But I just like, I love this yeah. era so yeah. much. There's so much to appreciate about it. <laughs> um, still yeah. still kind of yeah. my favorite Godzilla era out there. I'm sure there are some viewers of yours that would think it's cool. Yeah, I might give it a... I might, so, yeah, you know. you know what? I felt that same way with like you know when uh when good old rebel taxi pan pizza when he started making like video game yeah. videos and he was like slowly like i'm not sure if i want to do cartoon stuff anymore and you're like i'm like you know what i'm totally fine with that keep talking about weird ps2 games yeah. buddy. <laughs> you gotta stay you know? motivated and inspired that's the main thing uh, yeah yeah for sure for sure uh but yeah i i, I mean uh that's movie like, like i feel, I feel like we kind of covered everything yeah. yeah excellent movie very you know yeah. i it's hard for me to say like where our position is because show it just has so many good yeah movies. but as far <laughs> but like trying to take it slowly and just say like as far as heisei goes you know just like rating that on its own not yeah. comparing it to showa not comparing it to the heisei gamera movies or like any of the gamera movies yeah though really only the heisei ones are worth it uh, you know, controversial opinion. <laughs> I don't Actually, think not so. Very but with Gamera, <laughs> <laughs> the true controversial one is to say that to say that a uh, uh, super monster is the best Showa movie. Yeah, which, that's which, true. Which one, yeah, I'm holding that down. It is. It is the best. So. One. Okay. <laughs> but uh, you know, like as far as the series goes, I'm really like I felt like there was a lot of potential with yeah uh, the first movie, and I feel like this one like lay like it realized that and it. kind of ran with it yeah but yet i do feel like there is still more to build off of yeah so like i don't feel like it's like reached its peak i feel like it's just like taken the ball and ran really far with it yeah so yeah. like i'm really excited to like watch through the series again and really kind of like look over it with an adult mind and like enjoy it and see where it goes from here so yeah Biolante, big thumbs up for me uh, sadly, again, kind of hard to watch yeah. if, uh, you know, I say just go on archive, yeah. check it out, watch it that way. I do have some problems with like the sub that was used Yeah, where like there's some cases where like, you know, the characters were speaking in English and they had Japanese subs and they just expect you to 100% understand what <laughs> yeah, they're saying. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't like that because like, even like, cause I usually just have subtitles on even with things in english yeah you know just so that i can like you know kind of pay attention uh a little bit better and like take in everything so like 
even if I could understand everything that they were saying with perfect clarity, it would still annoy me that they just yeah. like cut out the subtitles during that section. Arrow video but. criterion, whoever possible, uh, make a new box set for the Heisei yeah. Millennium movies. Do it. Let's go. I think, I think the like 84 Blu-ray, I think it might've been like Kraken that released it. Yeah. Uh, so, and I don't know what the hell's going on with them. Cause like, remember the Garo Blu-ray is like the first part uh, uh, of the uh, first Garo series. It's like what Persona non Grata. They're, they're gone. Yeah, <laughs> it's gone. There's only the second half of the first season, and then everything else. So uh, yeah, the first one's yeah, just gone forever, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's some of the best episodes of fucking television that you could ever watch. Yeah, you just can't get on DVD. You have to watch it through Verve, which is uh, on its last legs now. So <laughs> yeah. savor it while you can. <laughs> Uh, I expect yeah. that the distribution rights in the U.S. for the Heisei era is are just all over the place. Like I'm sure, oh, that's yeah, a yeah, problem. But if, right. I, but honestly, the fact that uh, we were I was talking, we were talking about this earlier before we started recording. But the fact that the Showa era Criterion set happened at all is is pretty miraculous. So like, I feel yeah. like I feel like they can get it together. If like if Criterion just dropped a Heisei set, I uh, would be the happiest happiest Godzilla fan out there. Um, but even just like, I just wish there was any good Blu-ray to buy or like, and even cause even the like two packs they have, um, like some of them, <laughs> some of them mix haze, like have one Heisei movie and one millennium movie. There's no B. Yeah. Yeah. Now. It's not yeah. my favorite. Yeah. I don't, I don't like those that much. Yeah. Yeah. It's obnoxious. Uh, it just it seems, it yeah. seems like a no brainer to just do a set. That's just the, the Heisei era. It's literally the one continuous yeah. era of, of Godzilla <laughs> that has like a real through line. Yeah. They all matter to each other. Why don't they have that? Yeah, if, if, there, if there's any one to me. do that with. Yeah. Yeah. The one that annoys me the most is whenever they split, because like Millennium, none of the movies are connected except for two with Against Mechagodzilla Tokyo and SOS. Tokyo SOS. And like, they always don't have those together. They, they always like, like, Baffling. oh, here's, you know, this Showa movie. And then here's Godzilla Tokyo That's SOS. That's the one two and, like, pack that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and it also pisses me off, like, the old Sony ones. I talked about this before, but, like, it's fucking stupid that they have, like, King Ghidorah, like, versus King Ghidorah and versus Mothra as one thing. Okay, fine. Those two movies are right next to each other. And then they have Space Godzilla and Destroya. Again, fine. But then it just leaves, like, versus Mechagodzilla 2 in this weird limbo where that's released as, like, a single DVD set. Why don't they just, like, plan it out a little bit better and then just, like, you know... I don't know. Whatever. Hopefully in the future we'll get it. A lot of times when we do talk about like our, our pie in the sky wishes for releases. Yeah. A company like Discotech or G Kids or something comes along and they kind of like, you know, take our expectations away. I mean, Discotech is releasing. They're not only releasing Gunbuster on Blu-ray, but they're dubbing Gunbuster. Yeah. Which is like, yeah. holy crap. I can't believe that they're actually doing this yeah, uh, yeah so we have had we have had a lucky string of a few like times where we've like almost Future like Boy willed Kill. like something into existence like like we, we did our episode yeah we did our episode on the patreon of uh the common writer manga and literally the night we recorded that episode the manga got licensed by seven seas and now it's out and like like <laughs> yeah, so hell like yeah. weird weird stuff weird oh, stuff man. so you know we're putting out we're putting that we're putting that chi into the into the atmosphere we we're putting that 
that that uh yeah at the least Biolante needs to get a new release yeah right like, at least I that know. best case scenario is a full series like Heisei series but at least Biolante yeah re-release. I don't know if you guys talked about this in your last one but can I just give a shout out to the Heisei era posters uh, that are some of the coolest oh god posters yeah, of yeah all they're time. so good I, I desperately want yeah. I want all of them <laughs> I would like to adorn my apartment with every single one of them. Uh, oh yeah, I the one that I have is the King Ghidorah nice. one, which is like just so fucking it's good. It's so good, yeah, because it's just you know like the three heads wrapping around Godzilla. Yeah, it's oh, absurdly so awesome. Yeah, they are <laughs> incredible. Like I like if if I could like my my dream is would be to like if they could do a god an animated Godzilla project that that channels this style that would be my dream my mm-hmm. dream project <laughs> that would oh, be yeah. incredible for sure uh, but yeah even like you know even the even the return of Godzilla poster it's 10 times cooler than the movie <laughs> it's it's just <laughs> That's true. incredible incredible yeah poster. yeah those Heisei posters are just absolutely unbelievable yeah it, it's it's uh it's amazing stuff no doubt um I mean, yeah, uh, do you want to do you want to sign off? Uh, yeah, I, th- yeah, I think it's time for us to uh, sign off. But before we go, Johnny, why don't you yeah. uh, tell everybody, you know, sell yourself. All right. <laughs> tell everybody about wh- what's going on with uh, you and where we can find you. And all I that. will. Uh, you can check out my YouTube channel, Johnny Tuchello's. I generally cover adult animation. I've branched outside of it mm-hmm. a little bit. I've talked about some live-action Spider-Man movies because I love Spider-Man. You might nice. see me cover some Godzilla on there. It's been an idea I've been mulling over yeah, for many yeah. years <laughs> is to venture into the Godzilla territory. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So feel free to check me out there. I also have a podcast with my very good friend, Toonrific Tariq. Uh, we cover mm-hmm. uh, adult animated series as well, usually one season at a time. That sh- that is called Cartoons That Curse. You can find us on all podcast platforms. You can also find us on YouTube. We've got a video version of the podcast, uh, and we've got a Patreon for that as well. That will get you uh, two bonus episodes every month. We've got like twenty extra episodes up nice. on there right now, which is cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun. So feel free to check me out there and uh, all social media at Johnny Two Cellos. Uh, my favorite social media platform is Letterboxd. Check me out there. Ah, <laughs> oh, Letterboxd. Done... Is... Yeah, good. <laughs> Have you done Duckman yet? No. What is Duckman? I don't think I, was, I know I... what Duckman is. Oh, that's a. Uh, um, oh, I've oh I've seen Everett this. Peck. I've seen this. Yes, yes. I've yeah, never yeah, I haven't yeah. seen the show, Peck. but I know what this is. Yes, it's it's like same era as like simpsons and king of yes. the hill like you know kind of like the second wave of oh, stuff it's a shoot after blow, right. like adult cartoons after the simpsons like maybe the critic like around that yes. era so if you guys ever like i already threw out there into the ether about the clerks animated series which would be just one clean episode we it's six episodes yeah. so you know but like if you guys ever find yourself wanting to do death man ever peck just passed away recently oh. And you know it's been on my mind. That's that's that, that's Duckman is, I would say the best duck detective <laughs> thing because I have not because I have not read uh, Howard the Duck though I'm sure yeah. it's I'm sure there's very good Howard the Duck comics. I uh, but, I would I would know, love as to far as I've out. seen. <laughs> Duckman. We are uh, currently kind of after doing kind of a little bit of a detour through some some of our favorite less like not lesser known but more. Uh, 
more like cable era shows. We covered stuff like Archer and home movies. We're finally kind of getting back to the stuff that inspired us to make the podcast in the first place. So we just did a bunch of season ones. We did Simpsons season one and King of the Hill season one and Family Guy season one and South Park season one. Yeah. How how do you feel about Family Guy season one? Actually, I want to ask. I had such a good time watching Family Guy season one. I loved it. (laughs) I really did. It had been years since I watched it. Um, yeah, we, it's very weird. It's so weird going back and watching the first season of Family Guy compared to like any, basically any other season, but especially like for sure. more modern and seasons. Tariq is like so. a big, he became a big Family Guy guy a couple of years ago. And he, uh, and so yeah. like that, watching through it with him has been especially interesting um, because I was a huge fan as a teenager and I probably watched five or six seasons of the show before I fell off. And um, yeah, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm most intimately familiar with the original three seasons before it returned for sure. And um, and and rewatching season one was just kind of it was it was actually an incredible experience because it was the show had so much more heart than I remembered. Um, and, you know, there's still a lot of the Family Guy hallmarks in there, but it, it definitely feels like a different show. And you can see how and why it evolved into what it became. But uh, but man, yeah. I. I, I watched that night. We there's it's only seven episodes, and we talked for two and a half hours about about those. Yeah, seven I, I would say that um, like as far as all those like King of the Hill probably has my favorite first season out of like those shows, just because it feels yeah. like so well formed right off the bat. Though like with a with pretty much all of them, like the second season, like really kicks off everything. Sure. You know, like see, Simpsons season two is like ridiculously yes, good agreed. compared to the first I, season which i do enjoy yeah. the first season a lot but it's like so weird it is weird <laughs> compared I, to the rest I of the series i have a huge soft spot for the simpsons season one it's uh, i would be mm. not but not for oh, this, yeah, i watch that dvd all the yeah, time and not for the so. same reasons that i like love the simpsons first seasons two through eight or whatever you know like i it's it's mm. very much a different show but i actually really yeah. respect and appreciate what the show was before they because it was a little less funny, but it was, I think, a little more poignant. Like, I don't know. It was weird. They, it felt like they were talking about real yeah. issues in season one. Like, it wasn't always a comedic premise. The very first episode is about is about a dad not being able to afford Christmas presents for his kids. You know, it's not like it's not yeah. funny. <laughs> it's, it's like pretty <laughs> intense. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, it was really cool to go through and, and, and watch all of those. Hmm. Yeah, great. Yeah. That is, uh, I loved, like, whenever you guys came up with the, that idea uh, for the podcast, I was like, oh, hell yeah, you know, because, like, I just like talking about things kind of on a season-to-season basis, right. you know, rather than, like, I mean, episode-to-episode is fine, but, like, I, I love talking Simpsons, for example, but, like, you know, I feel like, to me, it's more interesting to, like, evaluate something, like, on a season-to-season basis, because then you can see, like, the kind of like more defined evolution of something right. as it goes from season to season. Yeah. We- uh, and like so many times I found like going through stuff like, man, the second season really just like kicks things into high gear. I can't really think of that many examples where mm. like the second season drops the ball yeah, me either. in a significant way. Um, you know, It's been a really rewarding way to watch through them. The only thing it's just tough to watch so much 
so much yeah. for one episode. It's just oh, so yeah. much. And now we're, we're about to be getting into those long Simpsons seasons and long King of the Hill seasons. And we're kind of dreading it. We're like, yeah, like 25 episodes or something. Yeah. We're like, we're like, how do we even begin to approach this? Are we going to have to, cause right now we split them in half. We, we talk about a whole season and then we split them and do part one, part two. And I, I feel like, you know, we talked for three and a half hours about the first 13 episodes of The Simpsons. So I'm like, oh, my God, once we have uh-huh. once we have a 25 episode season, uh, what what yeah. how long is that going to be? How many episodes are we going to have to split it into? Are, are people going to get mad if we split them up so much? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're, we're we're figuring it out right now, but we're excited to talk yeah. about them. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's uh, that, that's that's awesome. I, I I actually didn't know you did that uh, adult cartoon podcast and everything. I'll probably have to give it a listen. Yeah, you know, it fills the void that uh, the deep end Ooh, you know left. Yeah. Like that being gone, like that was one of my favorite podcasts I listened to. But then sadly, like they closed up shop in 2020. Uh, I, I've mentioned before that like that was a hugely influential podcast in the creation of this one that we're doing right now. Yeah. Uh, as well as stuff like Talking Simpsons and what a cartoon, For sure. uh, yeah. but like, yeah. So I, I'm glad. I'm glad to see people carrying the torch of talking about adult cartoons because it's a very important topic. You damn it, you know. Because like, I feel like there's still so much unmined potential from adult cartoons, and you can find so many like glorious gems like that have been created already, and it just makes you like wonder like oh why aren't they doing more of this why don't they put yeah like more care and attention into this stuff like put more budget and everything into it but then we learn yeah. now like oh now even uh fucking networks and companies don't give a shit about any cartoons they just want to like <laughs> do <laughs> they just want like ips right. yeah. they don't care about new ideas or anything uh so you know yeah um Here's looking at you, Warner Discovery. Anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, if you want to support this podcast, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash explode when defeated. Uh, at the $1 tier, you'll get episodes of this very podcast one day early without any ads, ads whatsoever, uh, as well as our uh, off-topic podcast called Shit Shooters, where me and White just talk about whatever the hell we feel like talking did, about. Yeah. Uh, you're 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 likely to hear us rant about something that is is uh annoying us or uh hear one hour long diatribes about obscure dsrpgs just (laughs) whatever whatever comes to mind uh that's shit shooters and then for the five dollar tier uh you can listen to uh, a bunch of uh mini series that we do where uh we basically put this amount similar amount of effort from this show into other subjects that we've uh we've deemed uh uh interesting enough for us to to talk about and uh uh dig into we talked about the entirety of the original common writer series uh we also talked about mm. uh the planet of the apes movies which are fucking awesome uh we've been talking about evangelion uh and the rebuild of evangelion movies with our friend hazel uh mm-hmm. we have what we have just a lot of really great stuff on that five dollar tier and uh we have a lot of patrons of that five dollar tier now too so uh it's kind of the place to be at if you want to yeah. uh really fully you know support the show and everything but <laughs> we love our one dollar patrons too they're the best um 
And then uh, there's also a $1,000 joke tier that uh, is definitely not a joke. And if you give us $1,000, I will literally call you by name and call you the boss hog at the end of every episode of this show if you give us $1,000. Yeah, um, right yeah. If you're rich, you can make it happen. Yeah, you can make it happen. $1,000 a month. What's <laughs> You could you could probably spend $1,000 a month on worse things uh, yeah. uh, if you're rich. So, uh yeah, and then you can follow me uh, on Twitter at anti underscore laser uh, on Twitter. Uh, I just uh, post about whatever, probably a lot of shonen manga stuff and uh, some some other tokusatsu stuff and RPGs and stuff. I don't know, just I'm having fun. Uh, or as much fun as you can have on Twitter. Uh, and then uh, 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 I'm also on another podcast with my friend Hazel, uh, who uh, at this time... It'll be called Human Insects. Uh, uh, yes. uh, uh, human Insects. I have to. I have to uh, uh, emphasize that. So it's like Human Bugs. It's, yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's, uh, it's 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 titled after an Osamu Tezuka book. Uh, but that is a mm. that is a podcast for me and my friend Hazel from YouTube talk about uh, weird art and take questions and just kind of hang out and uh, it it is. It is probably the most unhinged podcast I am on for sure. So, uh, yeah. the, the, that one is a whole lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, as far as anything else, uh, I don't have anything else to, to share and stuff. So Wyatt, what, where can people find yeah. you? What kind of stuff are you doing? I'll just, I'll just say if I ever get to be on an episode of human insects. Yeah. Uh, I know you said, well, before we were recording mm-hmm. that you're like, oh man, we can't do so many questions per episode. <laughs> you Like every time I listen to an episode of the podcast formerly known as Pod Spirits, <laughs> I get so mad that I can't give my answer to every single question oh, that I yeah. hear you. Especially when like how many fucking times like a question with like, there's so many good answers and like you and Hazel are both like, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> on to the next question. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> it! Give me the fucking microphone. It's really it's really crazy how many times uh we're on that podcast and our fucking mind just completely erases itself yeah. and there's just nothing on our mind uh-huh. that we can think of uh for some of those things. But uh yeah. Uh, that that podcast always goes places. Like every episode, yeah. there's always at least one place we go to that I didn't that I don't expect. Uh, it's mm-hmm. really funny. Nightcore Jones. Yeah, <laughs> Nightcore Jones shouts out. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, you can find yeah. me at Twitter.com/slash WazRanger W A Z P Ranger. A lot of just stream of consciousness stuff, but I do keep a pin of my most recent video as well as I keep updates on new episodes of the podcast. Or anything that I'm involved like that. So keep an eye out on that Twitter. But if you want to see what I'm doing creatively, check out my YouTube channel. It's only magic. I do personal retrospectives on various things. Cartoons, web content, you name it. Uh, Recently did a very big video on OKKO. Talking about it for the fifth anniversary of that show. Uh, Very proud of that one. Been doing a series on Adventure Time. Going through that season by season and talking about it like with how the seasons relate to like my point whatever point in my life basically also some other good videos uh my camp lazo one i'm really proud of uh that was a lot of fun for some reason the youtube algorithm has picked up a tiny tunes video i did as like (laughs) like like a a small video i did on tiny tunes just kind of expressing like why i like it more than animaniacs 
Uh, and for some reason, it's just like, not like hit it off big with the algorithm, but it's like gotten like a bunch more views. And I just like basically like every other day get like a couple comments uh, from kids that are just explaining to me their opinions on like <laughs> Buster Bunny or whatever. And it's like, I appreciate that though. I mean, no, no, sh- no shade towards those children. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like very weird that that's the one. But, you know, couldn't have picked my hour long video that I went through a torturous nightmare <laughs> session putting together. But hey, what are you going to do? Uh, but that will do it for this week's episode of Shin Discuss All Monsters. I've been your host, Wyatt. And next time, we're going to take a tiny break, a tiny detour from Godzilla. We're going to talk about the Daikon film, Yamata no Orochi. So yes. see you there. So excited. I'm just a man.